0: Thank you for listening to episode three of The Work. In this episode, I wanted to take on some questions that were being asked. One in particular was on yoga and martial arts and how I see them kind of blending together. In this episode, I kind of take that on. It's a bit of a tangent. It's a bit of a ramble, but it's from the heart, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Hello guys. Thank you for listening to The Work. My name is Jonathan Brookins and this is episode three, which is cool. I've made it this far. Big goal is to have episode 200 one day, but we're on our way. This is cool. I'm excited to do this one because people are listening and they're giving me their feedback, which is really cool. Thank you, everybody who's taken the time to write to me and tell me more of what you would like to hear, you know, why you're listening. That's amazing. That's really cool. So the common theme that seemed to kind of resonate the most with people was kind of like the spiritual aspect, the way that um, this podcast kind of makes you think about things in a, in a different light. I'll continue on that path. So one of the, the questions that came up quite a bit was about yoga. People seem to be very interested in, in yoga right now, I guess. People are always kind of interested in 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 yoga it comes in waves i I think when you look back at it uh maybe in the 70s and the counterculture it was really big there was the Beatles, definitely bringing a lot of attention to meditation for a lot of us hippie type um spirits you know we connect a lot to that so there's a there's no shortage of, of the the counterculture still in existence which i kind of always considered myself to be a part of the counterculture more or less so the interest in yoga, I think, is is really cool, especially when somebody asks, asks me my opinion on it, mostly because I don't necessarily consider myself anybody with uh, a, a ton to to offer the yoga community, more or less. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not the best teacher, um, more or less. There are better teachers than I. But I will say that I have invested a lot of time and effort into trying to understand what this modality is, what this method of yoga is. I think that's one of the the, the coolest things that that i've been hearing lately is this idea that yoga is a technology like that term alone i think is is mind blowing to me and it's something that i never took into account or maybe took as real like this is a real technology this works this happens and so we're moving into our you know our second month into this experience this this new way of being and we know it's not permanent but we know that life will not return to the way that we were accustomed to it being. And so in this time, I, I know that so many people have really got to explore depths of themselves that they never thought possible. And I think that is, I, to me, this has been the most incredible time. I've talked to some friends and I tell them I'm like man you know this has been an unforgettable experience in a lot of ways and in in some ways I've made some of the best memories of my life like I hate to say it or just this has been some unforgettable memories and I had a friend he's like I know me too right and I think that's something that a lot of us can agree upon that this was a once in a lifetime experience in a lot of ways whether it was just a time that you spent with your family in a way that never would have been possible if things would have just continued on going in the same way that they had been going for me personally it's a allowed me to explore internally, of course, more than I ever expected. And and that's pretty for course for me anyways, because I was always doing a degree of self-introspection. But it did allow me to reconnect with yoga in a way that I am really grateful for, because I got to experience this thing that I really enjoy. And so when people ask their questions, when a lot of the young martial artists or people that are in the martial arts, I, I was very lucky that uh, one UFC fighter, uh, Stevie Ray, what up, man? Give me a nice shout out when he was like, yeah, man, I was first introduced to yoga when Jonathan used to teach free classes in, in Montreal at TriStar. And that was pretty out there to to always be wanting to practice yoga in, in a martial arts environment, whereas a lot of people wouldn't have at the time thought that, that, that there was any use to it, like there was any value, like whatsoever. Like, why would you do any of that stuff? And so now that brings me to the point of the technology. Like, this is a technology technology this is a technology that's what makes it cool i mean like I, I love the way the body moves i'm i'm a huge fan and i, I can watch a cirque de soleil to a b-boy and, and my mind just be blown at how they can do that it, it literally always just blows my mind like how is their body able to produce that type of power and so the question of how one body produces more power than another, um, always really, really fascinated me. I was always into the idea of really mastering the energy of my body as if there was this energy that could be cultivated, that it wasn't just finite. It wasn't this, you either have it or you don't, or, you know, you can only train it this way. You have to follow your coach's rules and this is going to make you better and stronger. And so I was always a little bit unconventional that way and always searching for methods to to feel better. And I think that that's a really valuable thing to bring to the table right now and be like, how do you really feel as a person? What are the contributing factors to your health, to your wealth, and to your overall well being? And that is what has been really cool about this experience. So many people are getting back into touch with what actually makes them feel better. So still on the topic of yoga and how it's valuable you know why it's valuable and why do I keep going back to saying like this is a technology and what does that even mean like what does that mean for somebody to say like this is a technology well I mean if you are given a car and you know you want to drive it right and you first you got to learn how and and I can attest to this when I was given a car when I was a young kid I was taught how to drive the car loosely and I could get from point a to point b but if something broke down on that car I couldn't service it you know I couldn't I had a stepbrother that could he loved building cars and he loved doing this. And he took the time to to understand the engineering. And, you know, that created two very different automotive experiences for him and I. He was able to create cars and do a lot of these things. And he also learned more skills by being interested in that. And me, I just drove from point A to point B. And if a car stopped working, then I was uh, SOL, shit out of luck. So I was SOL because I never knew how to engineer this car. And so you look at this, this human body that we're in and you got to kind of understand it in the same way that it is a really phenomenal piece of technology it really is like it's the most one time it hit me i was just i was young somewhere i don't know and i was just like whoa man this this is the most space age piece of technology like ever like i'm inside this body and it was just like everything that i was watching anything from combustion inside of an engine to a speaker contact lenses or just anything the human body does it all every mechanical reaction every thing that happens on any scale like it happens to some degree inside of the body and it's probably even more phenomenal and moves faster and, you know, for the scale that it is. It's more phenomenal than what we see on the outside world. And I was just like, wow man, this is this is this is a technology that we'll never be able to To recreate ever like we never will be able to create really cool things that we'll be able to use but we would never be able to recreate this not in a million years and our computer will never do what the brain does and so it made me start to feel as if the body itself was this piece of technology you know it was this this thing it could have been from the future it can be from the past I don't know but it's definitely a piece of technology at least that's the way I was feeling and when you start there when you say okay Like, let me just, let me just think for a second. Like, if you ever just like stare at yourself in the mirror, I just stare at your eyes so long, like just stare at them until all of a sudden you start to look like one of those puppets in like the, it's a small world rides that you ride it in in Disney world or whatever. Like I promise if you stare long enough, you are all of a sudden the thing that's staring at the thing. And you're like, whoa, like that thing is actually not what's doing the staring. It's just like there. You just gotta, it's weird. Don't, don't take, I mean, don't take my word for it. Try it. But, or don't try it because it is weird but <laughs> so you're in a piece of technology maybe just for the sake of conversation so we talk about yoga and that's really cool because this was the ancient method of of using that technology of of cultivating it of understanding it, of creating that union and it was like yo you're in this piece of technology and here's how it works Here's where the energy channels are. When I talk about you uh, being a puppet, right? That, that actually is not too far from the truth. When you think about it, you're like, okay, well, wait a second. Like my whole experience is happening inside of my brain. And there's really just this small little cord that runs down from that stem. And from that stem, there's all these tiny little nerve endings, like little strings that just connect to all these little points and then create all these little circuits that create movements. I'm like, I'm on a string. I'm on, I'm a puppet on a string. And it's all happening from these little thoughts and impulses and it's just making me go crazy well not crazy but making me go human and so yoga was this really wonderful way to create a harmony and a union now there's there's ways that this technology can be used different types of yoga there's different types of ways to create a communion or a connection or harmony right because that's ultimately what the goal is to know that this piece of technology has an energy and that energy can be in balance or it can be out of balance it can be high it can be low and this ancient technology of yoga is your chance to to have a different experience with that. What the ultimate supreme kind of goal is really just absorption, is to really just be completely absorbed in it. Not all of the stimuli, all of the things that are creating and and giving you the movie and giving you the impression and giving you the impulses, but rather the entirety, the whole entire thing to know that you are that. And so there was many different modes of Of yoga. And so when I use the word yoga, just think of it in in terms of of, of a union. I I always think of it as a union, as a connection. You can be connected to something or not. And and I think the the root of the word is like uh, to yoke. It's like this way that you yoked um, a carriage to ox maybe and kept them yoked together. And I found that to be fascinating because one of the first stories that they tell inside of yoga is the story of these five horses that are running wild and you know there's a guy that's on the carriage behind it and you know he could either be asleep in the carriage and these horses are going to go do whatever you know they want to do maybe he's daydreaming and then you know thinks he's going one place but then the the horses take them another place, and these five horses are uh, essentially the senses. They're the senses of the of the body, and so again, yoga is union. So we're just we're we're kind of creating this atmosphere around this word yoga for those who who ask the the question, right? Because I'm not even talking right now about a handstand or a headstand or splits or any of these things that could be good for martial arts per se. Why is that important for martial arts? Well, it's important for you as a human, you know. And if you're a better human, I think you're going to be a better martial artist in a lot of ways. That's my theory. I will say that I do think that it is going to be somebody who really understands yoga that will take martial arts to the next level. I think. That's 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 my theory. Um, I, I don't think it can be... I don't really think they can be separate. And here's my theory and here's why I think that. It's because I know that martial art... Or because I know. It's because I, I feel in my heart that martial arts and, and yoga are not a separate path by any means. And I think the cultivation of the the energy inside of the body, inside of traditional martial arts, I mean, goes without saying, knows that those roots are inside of yoga, that what we know is like Shaolin and Kung Fu and all that has its roots Uh, in a guy named Bodhidharma, who was a yogi who, of course, traversed India to China. To Shaolin where these Buddhist monks were So we know that there was already a nice connection Between China and India Through like maybe the Silk Road To where Buddhism was able to travel out of India And into China And in in China In this place called Shaolin There was a lot of Buddhist monks You know, A lot of people followed what the Buddha had to say And I encourage people to look into what the Buddha had to say I think that he was, again, I always say Kicking some real knowledge He was really, really fascinating stuff Stuff that's so applicable to today um, but anyways, Bodhidharma was more reversed in Hatha yoga. So Hatha, Hatha, Ha and Tha is a type of yoga. So again, we're talking about different types of yoga. So there's Bhakti yoga, which is kind of like um, service, service to others and, and, and just being of service to the world. Just doing that alone is is yoga, actually. So. Being that type of person who is just cultivating goodness and spreading compassion and love and that's their whole duty and their whole service and everything... It's truly their yoga they don 't have to ever do a handstand or a headstand right They could be completely fulfilled, balanced in their energy and and probably meditating and all sorts of stuff that they do again so another key point is the the end goal again is to say is absorption to be absorbed to be completely absorbed and and, and you 'll know the feeling when you 're just absorbed in something when what you 're doing is just what you 're doing that 's it you know you 're not thinking about this you 're not stressed about that you're just doing it. and so that's a bhakti yoga um, service and devotion. Um, and hatha yoga more like out of the, the Raja, I think it's like more of a royal type of yoga and hatha. Uh, means force so it's a mechanical way to approach yourself so bodhidharma the the guy not to detour a lot the, the the yogi from india who travels to china right this is the roots of 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 martial arts right and we know shaolin kung fu so again so they were not martial artists first. They were not fighters first. They didn't know how to actually strengthen themselves. They were just monks and they were meditating, but they had to defend themselves. So when this guy comes over and sees that they are just sitting and they don't know the art of Hatha Yoga, they don't know how to actually cultivate physical strength, he teaches them Hatha Yoga, which is a forceful, mechanical way to approach yourself. So ha is the sun which is compressed and heating energy and da is the moon which is the expanding and the cooling right so you can actually feel this in the way that you breathe but the way that you create these breath and these movements is hatha yoga so this is why i say that some martial artist someday will marry the two uh, properly you know you'll see it you'll see the way that he's using the energy in his body and you'll say okay that's yoga he's connected to it and, I, I, and and that's what I love so much, and I would say, I would argue that many fighters have touched on it. I always thought that Conor McGregor was so close to self-actualized. If not, you know, I'm just like watching it. And because to me, I watch the human experience and I look at it as a to- totality. I don't look at somebody, I don't say, okay, Bill Gates, man, he's a, he's a very actualized human. He's missing parts, you know, again, this is called the work, right? So we got to always go back to my main man, uh, George Gurdjieff, and we got to say like, all right, man, Gurdjieff says, he says man has to be of three brains. He has to cultivate all three brains in order to be a complete human. And so when he says three brains, what he means is you have, you have three centers to your beam. And these are actually like scientifically proven, right? These are the, the, the reptilian part of the brain. Okay, I think in like the back limbic system or something like that, right? Don't, don't hold me to that. But you do have a movement center. Actually, it's like one of the primary functions of the brain It's one of the older parts, but it's really dedicated a lot towards movement and how your physical body experiences uh, the world. Uh, you also have an emotional center to the to the brain to how you emotionally respond to the world, and you have your thinking center. You have the way that you can intellectually process and you can you know decipher and learn and all of these types of things. And so he said, for man to be complete, he has to master these three centers together uh, and and actually bring these three centers into everything that he's doing. So this is George Gurdjieff talking about absorption from his his um, you know from his scope but it's not too out of line with, with what the yogis were saying and in, in how you have to kind of, you know, you can master the energy of the body and you can create absorption. And so I, f- I found fighters to be people that would master the energy of the body in in an interesting way. Um, and, and I think a lot of it has to do With the weight cutting. Um, I think that that is a random spiritual practice that is just thrust into some obscure humans that normally wouldn't be having spiritual experiences and don't even know that they're having them. Don't even know they're digging so deep into themselves. And like, I mean, it's no different than a sweat lodge. It's really not. I mean, I used to just be cutting weight and just being in this state of despair, like just so sucked dry and having to keep on pushing past whatever space is telling me that i have nothing left and i'm like where am i now you know i am really pushing past my old experience what i was just a week ago or what i how i used to experience the world i'm, I'm so depleted and now my spirit or energy is experiencing the world differently um in 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 gathering you know a, a, a unique experience that's that's why i feel you know again that the, the martial artist is is a valuable person i always will keep maintaining that not just because i'm biased and i say oh, okay well i took the martial arts path now listen to my podcast um <laughs> That's not necessarily the the truth, but um, I I know that we are all fighters. We are all humans. We are all these these primates, and I think that's very neat. And so I, I just say the human with connection to to what it means to be primal, primal at the at like that that really raw degree and not the degree um that creates chaos but it's just one of competition at its sheerest form uh survival of the fittest like when i say primal you know like what's what's going on with with gorillas when when you know they have to stand up and bang their chest and so in in fighting you get to watch you know you get to watch us be gorillas again And that's that's pretty neat. And again, back to to why I thought, you know, Conor McGregor might have been, you know, an actualized person was the connection, the connection he had, man. I mean, I think the first thing that tipped me off to it was like watching just where he what the tattoos that he got, I thought was first and foremost fascinating because they're all I always found tattoos to be so subconscious, these these weird things that would just what would make you say I want that on me for the rest of my life? Like, obviously, like the subconscious maybe has something to say. And I I have really weird, obscure tattoos that only like later in life was like, whoa, man, that like really makes sense now. But it didn't make sense at the time. I mean, they're they're really bad tattoos. But I see him with this little thing going up and down his spine. It's like a really ugly tattoo. Sorry, Connor. But, you know, we all have ugly tattoos. And again, we're talking about yoga and it's a technology to cultivate the energy. And a lot of it has to do with making sure that the energy runs up and down the spine correctly. And when it runs in that manner, when it's aligned and all of that, you're charged you're strong and so i'm like what's this dude man you know like he's he's firing on all cylinders and something in his subconscious is saying like yo man like check out my spine like i'm gonna just put a weird tattoo up it's a shitty tattoo um but uh and he just started to manifest he just started to manifest like crazy calling mystic mac he's like calling his shots and knocking people out crazy i mean i couldn't believe it man you know and i'm watching with with a close eye because i'm like oh i just fought this dude please let this dude beat connor because i'm a hater <laughs> not you know try not to be but <laughs> in full disclosure i was like man you know like don't let this dude beat everybody that i lost to and sure enough like and, and so i i have just a, a, sh- a sheer fondness for his career i think it's i think it's such a fun thing to watch so yeah man you got to hear me run around in loops uh to to why i think yoga and martial arts are not only do i not think why yoga and martial arts are the same thing why they are the same thing why yoga and anything is the same thing you know it's it's like that's your human body you can't get away from it your spine is important and you need to have the energy going through your body uh, in the right way. And I was just talking with my mom to, to this morning before making this podcast. My mom's like 60, you know, cons- I call her conservative, you know, she lives in a small town in Florida and, uh, you know, nutrition to her. She says, you know, like I'm eating a lot of sugar and, you know, and it's hard for me to tell my mom, you know, like, you know, this, this stuff, it, it, it literally does not make you feel good. And it's actually hurting you. Like it really actually will cause physical pain in the body. These foods cause reactions and, and they're inflammatory. And sometimes your body doesn't know whether something is an invader, if it's a virus. I mean, literally it's something as simple. People are so scared of Corona. But I mean, you're eating gluten. You're eating viruses all the time. You realize that, that a virus is a protein. And if you're reacting to a protein inside of a bread, you know, you're literally fighting off viruses all the time. You know, it's crazy. I'm like, this world we're living in is madness. You know, like viruses are getting us from the outside and inside. We don't even know it. We don't know how to use the body. So again, we go back to this term engineering. And so I like this term inner engineering shout out to sad guru if uh, you guys are ever into that i had a lot of questions from a lot of different people but it seems like a lot of people were really interested in in the yoga and so yeah knowing all of these things like yeah does it does it pay off to know that energy exists and you know if you use the body like this is good and this is i mean we're still very subjected to the form we're in so yes having more awareness as to what car you're in what type of machinery and how can we drive it better oh man that's that's, that's such a, a world that i want to live in for everybody realistically For that to just be the supreme importance to just look at the piece of machinery and to look at the engineering and support each other and to say like, well, how can I engineer that part for you better? Like what's hurting on you? And then what do you feel like you're lacking? Where is there a lack of energy? You know, one of the, one of the primary focuses of yoga realistically is, is blood flow. It's really just blood flow. It's really just getting the energy to go to the places that maybe it's not always going. And I used to always think like, why is the headstand the most important posture or why they call it the king of all postures? I'm like, this doesn't look cool. I'm just on my hand. I mean, like, give me a handstand. Give me a one-handed handstand. Give me something hard that people are going to look at and say, yo, this dude's a yogi. I'm just always so conflicted as to why these simple postures are the most important. And the older I get, the more I realize, no, it's true. That like standing on your head realistically is going to give you more blood flow and a little bit more oxygen. If you do it right and you're focusing at that time and you're letting the energy go there, you will be supplying energy to to parts of the body. And it's tedious work. It's definitely, I I will say sometimes as, as I've been in this isolation and I'm like, all right, we keep focusing on practicing yoga in order to to physically feel better. And the more you start doing it, the more you, sh- wow, it's like there's a lot of spaces in the body that that need a little bit of energy to go through. And then shout out to all the young people that that have free flowing energy and people that, you know, have made it to a degree of their life too, where the energy is still flowing well. Keep it up, man. I think one thing that I I would say um, has been a useful thing for me outside of the, the asana practice of yoga has been just what's called chi running. Chi uh, running, you might see it on my Instagram stories where I'm just getting a really low heart rate, man, not even hard. I mean, I'm barely past a walk, really. And I just go for an hour. I just turn on some good music, sometimes like a long classical playlist. This will be a time for people who like podcasts and like learning. And you really don't exceed this, this bounce that is, is hard for the body to handle, Uh, which is running and running feels good. We all like to run, but sometimes we exceed our limits a bit. So the feedback isn't quite, you know, what, what you would like. So just think about it like that. Think about everything you do like that. Like what's the feedback, you know, any machine that you use, you know, when you use it, right, the feedback's fine. And Every once in a while, it'll give you an error. It'll say, oh, you didn't use it right. So oftentimes that happens with, with how we run and how we exercise. We're like, ah, oh. you know, we just disregard the feedback. We just say, ah, oh, it, it was an error. And, and don't think anything twice. We don't want to re- engineer the problem, you know. So that's it, man. Yoga's incredible. It's it's a lifestyle, that's for sure. It's not just the, the asana practice. So for those who want to learn more, I learned ashtanga yoga. Ashta means eight, ashtanga uh, Ashtanga is a really cool series, but it's not really just about the series, right? It's a it's an eight part path, eight eight limbs. So just to sum it up, there's eight kind of different categories in order to live a yogic lifestyle. Not just the the asana part, but there is the yamas and the niyamas, which is kind of pretty much rules number one and two, which is how you treat yourself and then how you treat others. So pretty much like the yamas is is like how you keep your body clean, like how you have a good diet and you know, all these things have to do with yourself. Are you going to bed on time and all of these types of things. So I sort of said it's an it's um it's it's a it's an engineering, it's a mechanical thing. So it's a mechanical process. So just starting there with the yamas, you know, how do you treat yourself, how you treat others, if you want to look into it more. Uh, yoga, in terms of how it's presented from the the lineage of where it comes from, from, you know, ancient India. Sometimes it's a bit hard to decipher, you know, the rules, like to live this life. So it can kind of turn people away. Some people say, oh, well, like I have to be a vegan or I have to be a vegetarian to, to be a yogi, right? Is, isn't that true? Like, you know. And so, but you got to think about it in terms of energy. And so, yes, of course, one of the rules in the yamas and the niyamas is ahimsa, which is to do no harm. And so people sometimes, oftentimes will will kind of translate that into just like no suffering to anything, anything living. So that means that if you're participating in eating an animal, that, that you caused it to suffer and all that. So I, I, you know, I've struggled with that a lot. And I spent a lot of time as a vegan just based on these concepts, like, is it okay to eat meat. And I think at this point in time when now it has become more about engineering, it has become more about it, it being a technology that I don't think it's mandatory. I think if you can get away, if you can eat grains, if you're the type of person that can eat grains and you can get your protein from these types of things and there's nothing malfunctioning on your body, then, then by all means, then go for it. But yeah so the rules are, are a bit tricky um, and, and, and that's, that's for life I mean we're all I think that having a good code of conduct a good line of ethics and morality I think is something that could be, could be useful for humanity in general I've always thought about that I always thought that there should just be kind of like an understanding of humanity don't let me get started on laws and borders and, and all these types of things people would imagine that my perfect world would be chaos but I think it would be quite harmonious but yeah man so there you go um, yoga it's good for everybody i think that more martial artists should should do it i'll I'll definitely get more into it and more into um my personal kind of um experiences with it Uh, you guys have already heard that i've i've been into the the meditation and all that um buddhism and meditation so i'll go more into that soon um people are interested in in cannabis and psychedelics and you know my experiences with that and do they fit into MMA and yoga. So I'll definitely get into that next time. Um, What else are people interested in? People are interested in the mindset of a fighter before a fight, um, which I think definitely differentiates for everybody. And yeah, that's when the yoga has got to be full power in order to go into that fight with a clear head. Yeah, that's a that's a really fun fun and terrible place waiting for a fight. But I'll talk about that next time. Anyways, man, you've heard me rant for a while. And I'm thankful that you did. I really had to just suck it up and say, you know what, man, I'm just going to get out here. I'm just going to talk talk about, you know, what I enjoy, try to connect. I see my tribe is out there. You guys have responded in in and been super cool. And so then the more that we do this, the more that I can keep sharing and, and, and whatnot. So I hope everybody's out there being safe. You're moving into the, the tail end, hopefully, of being locked up in your houses. Uh, this is the work, right? So these are all methods on on, on doing the real work. Yoga is a great one. If I left you with some questions that were unanswered, shoot them to me. And let's get into it more. If you want some, some guidance on who I think you should practice with online, I'll put some links somewhere. There's some really great teachers right now, right? So now's the Perfect time, man. I mean, you, if you're sitting inside and you're always asking yourself, you know, today, what should I do for my physical activity? I'm feeling kind of lost and this, that, and the other. I would definitely say find a good yoga teacher online right now like why not it's just gonna make everything that you do better later um it's like a supplement it's it is realistically that's kind of how i look at it i I, when i came to new york i i met you know one of my favorite online yoga teachers you can find her online Erin body aware nyc right and so i was over there one day and she's just like uh, yo man, Like, we gotta do our yoga real fast And I was like just sitting there lazy Like what do you mean? She's like you gotta do it and She just bust out little mats inside of this little tiny apartment And just hit like her quick yoga real fast As if it was medicine It's like wow that was really cool And you can see her now She's like crazy good So yeah man yoga do it maybe why not so be safe though when you do it don't be trying to pull on the joints and stuff if you need any advice on how to to not get injured because you can right there's a lot of weird postures that you're trying to get into and they're all useful if you're doing them right so episode three you guys are great now I'll start to put out more because you're so great and you're interested and i'm interested in you and thank you for that au revoir